Thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to The Daily, and I'm your host, Amy Carlin. I got to have a really interesting experience about a year and a half ago. I got to tour a life-size replica of the Tabernacle of Moses back from the time when the ancient Israelites were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, this replica was made by some members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in California, with help from a professor at Brigham Young University whose research is focused on the Hebrew Bible and the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, after these members used the tabernacle for community open houses and for youth tours, they started loaning it out across the country for other groups to enjoy. Now, the first thing that I noticed during my tour on BYU campus was that most of the fabric outside the tabernacle was white, which surprised me. I'd always noticed the description of scarlet, blue, and purple, but only the entrances had colored curtains. It also surprised me to see just how big the tabernacle and the altar of sacrifice were. The altar of sacrifice was much taller than I expected, too, and much farther from the entrance to the tabernacle. I didn't know it had horns on it or that they symbolized God's power. I knew about the law of sacrifice in the law of Moses, but I hadn't taken time to study all six steps that were part of it. Presenting the sacrifice, a priest consecrating the offering to God, slaughtering of the animal, sprinkling the blood on the altar, burning the sacrifice, and partaking of the sacrificial meal. I hadn't realized that some of the sacrifice was eaten. Next, we were shown the laver where the priests would wash after performing a sacrifice and before entering the holy place. We've all been told that cleanliness is next to godliness, and priests were commanded to wash before entering God's presence in the holy place. It's also practical that they would need a place to clean up after their role in slaughtering animals. Then, after that, we entered the holy place. We saw the menorah, which was used to light the otherwise dark room. Jewish tradition connects the menorah with the tree of life and the light of God. The table of shewbread was used in remembrance of the sacrament that Jesus would later institute during his life on earth. The altar of incense was burned daily, actually twice daily, and it was really pungent. They had it lit while we were in there. The holy place became very smoky very quickly, but it made sense because it also would have helped eliminate the odor of sacrifice, which would have come in from outside. And the smoke was also symbolic of prayers ascending to heaven. Now, the Holy of Holies was actually much smaller than I expected. But it makes sense because only the high priest ever went in there. Apparently, he always wore a rope around his waist because no one else was allowed to enter. And if something should have happened to him, they would need a way to pull him out. The Ark of the Covenant was also interesting to see, and I enjoyed seeing a replica of the types of robes that the priests and the high priests would have worn and what the different stones represented. My biggest takeaway from this tour was that everything in the tabernacle pointed symbolically to Jesus Christ. I hope that we can choose to point our lives toward Christ in this kind of way.
The Huntington Beach Stake posted a video tour of the Tabernacle replica online, and you might want to check it out. It's really fun to watch. Thank you again for listening today. The Daily is brought to you by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.